Have you ever had a conversation with someone that was so fixated on what they were saying and what they thought that no matter what you said, it just didn't, it was, it's kind of like jump roping, like double dutch. Mm -hmm. They just waiting to jump. You know what I'm saying? They're not paying attention to nothing else. Just, it's my turn, my turn. And it's like, you didn't hear shit I just said. Yeah. That's the issue with people that lay heavy on uh, their beliefs. When you lay so heavy on a belief, you're not leaving any room to take in your opinion. Your well, opinion. That's, that's, opinion. That, that's dogma, right? A hundred percent. Yeah, people just being dogmatic about their approach. Yes. We don't get anywhere like, like that. Which I think it's cool. But the need to want to change somebody else is where the conflict begins, right? Because I don't know. For me, you could think whatever you want. You could be a feminist. Or you could be a racist. I don't care. But yeah. just don't project that onto nobody. You can live your life as however you choose to live it. I mean, but I'm a real... But 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 I, I so you you're from where? Where are you from? I'm from Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Coney Island. Right. I think that when you like the East Coast and West Coast, right? These bigger cities that when you grow up in a melting pot of so many different cultures and so many different people, you sort of are raised in an environment of some tolerance, right? You have somebody that you know on on your block that you know maybe your bodega that isn't where you're from. You know you go to school with a lot of people. I think a lot of um, beliefs that become crystallized in people's mind are because they don't have exposure mm -hmm. to other people, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And so when people start to move into these larger um, environments of, more, of, of, of diverse thought, mm -hmm. of diversity itself, whether it's ethnicity, whether it's uh, religious, whether, whatever the case may be, your, your beliefs have to change or evolve because you no longer live in the bubble of these echo rooms where people are raised. And yeah. so I, even listening to you, I'm like, damn, that it, it's almost like it's been ingrained in you. You're like, yeah, man, I just was brought up to, you know, just that's how you think. That's how you think. But that's a part of you. A lot of people aren't raised like that. You know, yeah, yeah. like, you, you know, the, the guy uh, Dilbert, right? Yeah, yeah. Which, 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 from what I understand, I was listening to uh, uh, Dara Tucker. I follow yeah, you her. You want to tell me what the Dilbert thing is before we Well, you go tell him first, and I'll tell you, the, I'll tell you what I'm going to say. <laughs> Nigga, so, talk. Dilbert is the uh, the guy, I forget his name, but the creator of Dilbert, the cartoon sketch, he made all these racist comments, you know, saying that black people were a hate group because he read an article saying that, you know, there was a large percentage of black people that said, is, is it okay to be white? And they disagreed, right? And he said, you know, we, you know what you need to do? You need to stop supporting black people. Get away from them. Get away, get away, get as far as you can away from black people. Because I don't want to be around people that think that, think that about us. Okay. He got canceled. Right, um, they took the Dilbert. I didn't even know the Dilbert comic strip was still running, but they took the Dilbert comic strip off all newspaper platforms. Essentially, they're just eighty-sixing him. There's a woman that I follow, uh, Dara Tucker Star, brilliant, brilliant woman. And um, yesterday, she said she went down a rabbit hole with that, and she looked up some information about him, and she's posting it on her page uh, tomorrow. A whole a podcast issue about it, and she was like, uh, "The irony in that is when she looked him up and she saw him in another interview, he's actually." very progressive for affirmative action for the rights of black people and all these things and she said something to the effect of that he was trolling but trolling for some purpose but it just backfired and didn't work correctly i i don't know how accurate this is obviously i'm going to inform myself more about it but go ahead with the dober thing uh, well uh, actually uh cnn uh today um the guy that was researching it said that he said he wanted to get attention and that the attention that he's getting now I mean, it's debatable as to whether he's getting the attention that he wants, but somebody did say that he was sort of seeking, you know, to, you know, pull people into this conversation, and maybe he did it the wrong way. I don't know. It's not yeah. for me to judge his intent. Um, but um, I, the reason why I brought up the Dilbert thing 
Um, we were talking about um, what were we saying? How do, how do we get? How do we get to deal? What were we saying? Nah, nigga, I don't know. You got to keep your train of thought. <laughs> what was you saying? We were talking about um, toxic masculinity, uh, um, Anwar being growing up in, in this area and being uh, upset, uh, accepting of everyone. And then I was talking about sort of like where you're raised. Yeah. Right. And I was saying that um, people. I forget. I don't know. No, you said something about echo, being raised in the echo chamber, and not everyone is like that. Yeah, I don't know. And then you said, said Dilbert. I haven't eaten yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, do better. Uh, see, I think bigger than the race thing, it's more like industry, capitalism, and influence, right? Yeah. Industry, because, capitalism, influence. Yeah, because like if you're not playing any of those games, mm. you can do and say whatever you want, mm. and no one even knows or even cares. Yeah, yeah. But if you want to step up front, be on front stage, try to persuade, try to change, try to influence, try to generate, try to attract, Yeah. then you asking for scrutiny. Cue Kanye West. Well, you know, exactly. wait, wait, which is a, that, that's a great statement because it, 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 it um, begs the question, can you influence things behind the scenes? Because in the world we live in now, right, in this world, this social media world where you have to light yourself on fire to be seen so you can become popular, mm-hmm. be it Jake Paul boxing a whole bunch of people mm-hmm. and doing crazy shit, be it the Dilbert guy trolling. People troll just for the fuck of it just so they can get some sort of uh, attention, right? Because they, they're they hoping they can be a star. Do you think now things are coming full circle and having some sort of anonymity and people not knowing about you and you being in the in the background, will you have that same ability and power to influence things or do you have to be in the forefront and risk getting scrutinized and all these other things? I think you can. But I definitely think you elude the attack yeah. from not being, you know, because I think it's the people behind the scenes that's creating the influence. They yes. are, they're putting a figure in that place to be of influence or whatever the case may be. And I, I was going to a- answer you by asking a question. You know, every year they have the uh, Academy of Sciences, right? They do the awards for the, uh, the um, Oscars, but it's like the science people, the technicians. Yeah. People, yeah. If you were... You know, a guy that was responsible for, I don't know, like you, you, you did a movie about space and you were like got an award for your research that contributed to the movie. Would you want to be like on the award show, like for best actor? Or would you be like, you know, the Friday before they, they did the awards? You know, they always do the thing and be like, would you want to be on the main stage and be like, right after we do the best actor, we're going to do the guy, you know, that had the best telescope in Astronaut 3. Man, you know what? Let me be, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. The, 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 uh, the ego-filled side of me is like, I want to be on stage. I want the adulation, the accolades, the adornment, and the clapping, and the please, please, please. But so, when, so, when I, so, let me so, finish. So, then I'm, I'm going to answer your question. Well, hurry up. But the punishment that I see those people that are in the forefront have to go through when they make a mistake. Yeah, I'm solid. It yeah. scares the shit out of me, man. Yeah, Just like when you were talking about what can we talk about, what can we talk about, I was like, I don't want to talk about much. Because the uh, scrutinization and the judgment and all that, you're like, God damn, motherfuckers, is coming. And you can't fight all these battles. The crazy thing about social media is you have millions of people coming for your ass. Nigga, you ain't winning these battles. And, and so I think that because everyone wants to be a brand, and, and sort of going back to what you were saying about this idea of the... The intersection of capitalism, of industry, of influence, right? You want it until you don't want it, right? You want it until, you know, now, you know, you done said something to, you know, poke at the beehive, literally the beehive, 
yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no pun intended. No, no, right. no pun intended. Literally the beehive, <laughs> yeah. right? And so now you have, you know, all your comments are these little bees on your thing, right? And then you're like, damn, I liked it much better when I was in my little research lab, yeah. you know, right? by writing about the thing. That's it's funny because when you hear, I remember a long time ago, um, when Britney Spears was having a breakdown and stuff. One of my boys was like, fuck that bitch. She rich and she got all types of shit going on. And I was like, damn, nigga, that's some hard. That's some, that's some hard ass shit. Yeah, he, so you I need mean, a nap. You need a nap, nigga. I mean, he said it with some emphasis. Like, fuck that bitch. She be all right. But he was basing that on the fact that she was Britney Spears and she was a celebrity. As if she's not a human being. Right. Like, that bitch, let me shit get over this bipolar, whatever shit. She right. going, that bitch got money, nigga. Let's get something to eat. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yo, he, he, this was is hang, how, he was hangry. Yes, I'm like, yo, this is how fans and this is how the public is. So, with that being said, man, I don't know, nigga. I think I would listen as long as we're making the same amount of money I can do. I, I might be like, man, let me just go ahead and I'll show up to the award show before the award nah, show. I make less money, man. Yeah, I don't want it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. shit is dangerous, man. I mean, I mean, but think about that time, like you know, little stories you read about Michael Jackson wearing disguises to go out in the public. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> That's insane. Or when you, um, I heard Kevin Hart say when he was taking a piss, a fan ran up on him like, hey, man, man. you know what I'm saying? Like, when you was taking a piss, dog? And, and they look at you like, listen, nigga, you rich, you successful, and it's because of us. Wipe your dick off, shake it, wipe it, wash your hands, and sign my autograph. That can, I mean, that's very intrusive. So wait, so my question to you is, and, and to you as well, um, let's say for whatever reason, you blow up in your industry, right? You become ridiculously famous um, to the point where you're easily recognizable. You know, Dave Chappelle lives in Yellow Springs. Some people move to remote countries. Yeah, Some yeah. people move to Africa. Yeah, yeah. Would you see yourself moving to somewhere like Africa, like Ghana, or would you would you escape? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, I plan on escaping, and I'm not even famous. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I could, if I could make it work, I'd be going. I think anonymity is power. I just, I, I like, I like the. I always use it. It's so funny because I saw, I, I heard Dan, uh, Jen, Denzel Washington use the same analogy, but I've been using this for years. The Daniel Day Lewis thing, and I'm like, what's so dope about him is he just pops up. Does a movie and it's amazing, and he just disappears. You know, I think he's a cobbler or something like yeah. that. And I just think that anonymity makes you powerful because people don't know who you are. I remember this girl said this to me. She's like, "You can tell you old." I was like, "Why?" She's like, "Cause your Instagram is all over the place. One minute you talk about this, one minute you talk about that." And I'm like, "Bitch, that's by design. You know, that's by design. I, I, you don't. If you want to know me, why don't you have, have some coffee with me? Sit down outside and I'll talk to you. Do I need to? Nobody got time for that. Do I? Do I need to publicly?" Put on my page, guys. You got, you got. Hey, you guys. Well, I don't know why I always start with, "Hey, you guys." I hate that shit. Y'all say something else. Don't start off with, "Hey, you guys." What's say up, something else. Like, in, in his mind, thing. everybody's greeting him. Yeah, all I'm saying the same thing. Hi, you guys. Hi, guys. Um, don't do that. But you know, I'm not gonna. Like, you know, this is happening, and you know, this is what uh, pain looks like. This is what joy. Well, I need to know all that. I don't need to know all that about you. Because if if I feel like you, and it, I'm saying this. And the crazy thing about it is, this new society, it's ingrained in them now. So they will look at this and be like, what the fuck is he talking about? Aren't I supposed to put all my achievements and all my failures on public display for everyone to see? That's what they normally do. You know what I'm saying? The fact that I'm even saying that is crazy. But I just think that if you leave some, some things to the imagination, if you don't know everything, it adds an air of mystery and surprise and whatever the fuck happened to that you know what i'm saying i want to know all that shit the idea of isolating yourself or moving away abroad um i know we talked yesterday briefly um obviously black history month and you know we talked even though you know bringing up the uh, paul robeson thing and for those of you who don't know paul robeson was a pan uh, african um he believed in pan-africanism and the idea of pan-africanism at that time 
um, in that particular point in history was not only about um, galvanizing this uh, universal worldwide um, ideology for all blacks, right? But uh, Marcus Garvey specifically had the idea of Africa for Afrikaans. And so part of the movement was moving back to Africa, right? Getting people, and you know, if, if you read about him, um, he actually galvanized the largest movement. Like when you think of Pan-Africanism, he's pretty much the father of that Pan-Africanist movement. Now we can get into, you know, um, the scholarship of it and whether why he failed and why he didn't succeed. But we talked about it yesterday briefly about this idea of going back to Africa, right? Um, through the advent of social media, we see people going to Ghana, right? People going to these slave castles, um, people uh, even Ghana during the pandemic. Um, they opened up this idea of dual citizenship. The popularity of Afro-Korean music now. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So you brought it up. And, and sort of we sort of segued into you know leaving the country, fi finding your anonymity. And you and what he did was he he gave me a perspective that I had never thought of because I had a million reasons why you should go back to Africa and whatnot, and why you should. Why you should. And um, I, I asked him in a table of his friends. I was like, "What do you guys think about that? Now is it is is it a, a, a dope thing?" And he specifically went into why he thought it was a trend and why and gave me some reasons why we shouldn't. Which I want you to elaborate on because it it really. Before, before we get into that, Anwar, what are your thoughts? Would, are, you, I mean, what's you, the? Yeah, I mean, ideally, it's like what would be the benefit, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like it seems foreign compared to what we've been conditioned to here. Yeah. So. What seems foreign? Just a foreign country. Uh, just the order of operations. So just day -to -day the day to day is mm -hmm. just very very different. Mm -hmm. So I don't see the advantage. Yeah. And I don't know. You gonna. Kill me for this one. Like, no, 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 go I say think, it. Speak, I speak. think racism exists everywhere. Mm -hmm. I think if a bunch of African Americans move back to Africa, mm -hmm. they'll be the minority on some sort. Yeah. They may be treated as that because by other by Africans, one hundred percent. Even though there's videos of Africans saying "Come back, come back home." I mean, that's videos, fam. Who producing these videos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah and I yeah. and I told you this. I, I lived in Ghana for three months, and I remember. You did? Yeah. Are you lying for the camera or did you really live in Ghana? Ghana I, lived in, I lived in Ho, I lived in Way, I lived in Kliko, I lived in El Amin, I lived in Kumasi. Okay. okay. Wanna keep going? No, no, you you put your point, Victor Ho, Mr. Africa um, over here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Friday born. Uh, so, but um How was you received when you was out there? Did so you feel I remember I was around uh, some Ghanaians and we were out at this club. And one guy, you know, they were all, you know, kicking, we were all talking. And one guy looked at me, and he was like, what's up, nigga? And I looked at him, and I was like, it just felt so, I felt so dirty and nasty. And I said, why would you call me that? And he was like, no, you called your nigga. And I said, well, you don't call them that. I said, you, don't, you haven't called none of your friends that. And I was like, even the way you said it, it felt like a white man calling me nigger. Yeah. yeah. And, wow. I, and I was like. Wow. Be, and because, again, it's like a, a, another instance that happened, a white, a uh, around some uh, Ghanaians and you know this was in a more remote part of the country but somebody was explaining to me he was like yeah you're not black you're white black I said well, what do you mean white black he was like you're not black like us he's like you're white black you're you know American white and I said damn I wish the police would look at me like that you know what I'm saying but to, to your point the idea of forming a group right when you identify as something, someone will always see you as something other than what they are. For sure. Right? Yes. And the things that we talked about yesterday, and, and I just brought up, um, you know, not, can, can we agree that you identify yourself as a trainer, right? Someone, a fitness person? What does that mean when we're going to Africa? I, I, I just want, we talked about this yesterday. 
You got such a nigga. Just talk about this Africa shit. Damn, do you smoke you edibles? Sometimes to go to sleep. I have a hard time sleeping. But this ain't about me. And Sam, we're gonna get to you because obviously you know. He's, he's like, like, oh, oh man, <laughs> <laughs> nothing. I ain't talking about this. <laughs> um, but I, I asked you about you know whether you, if I came to you and I said O'Neal, I want to get fit, I want to get. Oh, healthy. we got to use training references though, dog. Use another reference, nigga. What's the one I want? You, uh, Shakespeare. Should, should, I, should I bugs blend it? <laughs> so, so, so I asked you because you. I said I think you would talk about. It's not just enough to lift weights. It's not just enough to work out. You have to change your lifestyle. Right, you have to change the way you eat. You have to change the nutrition. And I think the reason why I brought that up is because I think a lot of people think moving to Africa is going to change the mindset of people. Yeah. And I said, if you and, and going back to you know um, Marcus Garvey, he wanted to leave because of the exploitation, the racism, the discrimination um, of what we were experiencing here in America. But in Africa, people are heavily exploited. Africa is one of the the most exploited continent. Right, so you leave here, and what has changed? What was your What was your statement? Africans don't even control Africa. Right, and 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 to another point is we don't control our own destiny, not here in America, and not there in Africa. And until we start controlling the products that we use, and go from being you know people that sell things to people, not just being consumers, but also being the buyers and the owners of our own things, you you can't escape what this is. Yeah. And you and to you it feels like. We're trying to escape by saying, hey, we're going over to Ghana. We're going to Africa. It's popping over there. You also said something that was interesting to me is you said you felt like it was trendy. Like it's trendy to go to Africa. You going to Africa, nigga? I'm going to Africa too. Let's all go to Africa. I mean, it, it, it's, a, it's a great post. Like when I went, I think Facebook had just come out, right? And when I went to the slave castle, nothing in me thought to myself, let me take a selfie in the slave castle where slaves had died trying to escape. And I'm, I'm no, no oh, Shay, disrespect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Shay Dior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah, shame on you. Yeah, like honestly, what the fuck are you thinking? Yeah. Like you, it's like going like uh, standing by somebody's you know parents' grave. You know, like they had just been killed in war and being like, yo, shout out to you know. It's like like where's the reverence for the for the the pain and suffering that people I went through? Mm -hmm. um, and so everything is in like social media. Uh, Instagrammable, Post yeah. postable, like people are looking for moments, yeah. like and so. I'm not saying that the spirit of what they're doing is is wrong, but I'm saying like there is something behind the movement of knowing that you can get on a plane, right? And and what I also what I said to you is like think of the people that can leave, right? Because not everybody can get on a plane mm -hmm. and just relocate. Mm -hmm. You gotta have money to get over to Africa. <laughs> so who are you leaving behind? Yeah. The people who are very vulnerable, right? Are people gonna make a, uh, a GoFundMe for the people that can't leave? Yeah. How many people be leaving over here? Yeah. You know, I know you leave some people. Nigga, where are you going on deals? I'm going to Africa, nigga. Figure this shit out, nigga. I'm going to Africa. I got to live my life. Because not everyone can fly there. Um, what about the homeless black people? What about the black people that are living in the uh, in bad conditions? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I do also think that there's some people that would argue that, hey, and you're probably going to laugh at me when I say this, but I believe that there's some black people that will argue, hey, we're going to go over there, get our shit together, get our shit right, and then we're going to send for the broke ones or the poor Why ones. Why can't we get our shit right here? Hey, hey, exactly. Exactly. We haven't even figured out how to do America right. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, what's the intention of going back? Like, <laughs> right. what, are you, what are you trying to fix? So yeah. what, are you, what are you running from or what are you running towards? Like, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think that... Um, one of the things that um, I despise <laughs> um, is the idea of you'll fix somewhere 
outside of your home. Like, if somebody was like, yo, man, I'm, you know, I'm building these bridges, and, and you know, be like, well, bro, you homeless. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, you go out and you make homes, but you yourself don't have a home, yeah. right? And I think a lot of it, um, and we talked about this yesterday as well, yeah. I think um, when you had segregation, one of the things that segregation was able to do, even in the negative environment, was people pulled their resources. You had doctors living in the same communities as people who, you know, were factory workers. You had people who were, you know, drunks living amongst lawyers, right? Because we, you, you had to live next to people. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there was solidarity in the community. Um, when integration started to become more and more prevalent, people moved away. And what that did was it created a brain drain, right? And so now the people who were some of the most successful were separate from the people who needed them the most. Classism. Yeah, yeah. And, and so you think about pe the people who leave here and what they leave behind and what they take to other places, right? And I think we have to decide who we're here for. African Americans are a tribe in and of themselves, right? And yes. so we look at ourselves, and that's the first thing when I came to uh, New York, right? I came here, and you, you, you're Jamaican, right? My friend from Belize. From Belize? But y'all too. Same difference. Yeah, and I, I went to Belize. Um, but because I, I love Belize, but West Indians, when y'all come, when when you come to New York, what did you say? I, I mean, I mean this. All right. <laughs> okay. um, when you come here, whether you know, like, I'm, I'm from the Midwest, I'm from Michigan, but when you come here, people ask you, they be like, "What are you?" And you be like, "Oh, I'm black." And they be like, "Nah, nah." Yeah, for sure, I wasn't black. His yeah. his friend said that to me yeah. yesterday. She was like, "Uh, you Caribbean, you West Indians, yeah, you guys don't consider yourself blacks. Y'all ain't black. Y'all y'all don't consider a whole bunch of y'all. They took a poll, or but, whatever but, poll." But she I want to even about. I want to be even more clear because, and, and she was talking a lot. Yeah. But but I want to be clear on like they'd be like you're not. They'd you know she's going to see this when you post Yeah, hey. Okay, he said you talk um, <laughs> you, you talk a lot. <laughs> so, so they I'd say I'm black and they'd be like, "Oh, but what kind of black?" And I'd be like, "What do you what do you mean what kind of black?" And I'd be like, they'd be like, "Where are your parents from?" And I'd be like, "Mississippi, Louisiana." And they'd be like, "Oh, you mean regular black." And I'd be like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, black. What, what, what the black, fuck? Yeah. What do you mean you mean regular black? I had never heard that before. Like when you read like, you know, uh, the history books and you know as, as many social studies things, I had never heard like regular black. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I heard African American. I mean, you know, listen. The, the confusing thing about all that is, do we just say I'm culturally black then? Rather, no, rather but, but my point in saying that was, is that I had never thought that when I when I came here that someone looked at my blackness almost like it was like, you know, it, it was lower than so theirs. There's tears. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah there was a hierarchy to being black. Yeah, 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 that was yeah. my first experience of blackness yeah. was that there are tears, yeah. Yeah. and I ain't that black. Yeah. In the hood, I ain't that black. Right. Why? Because one, I'm fair skinned, okay. right? At the time, at that time, I had two Colors. parents, yeah. so nigga, that ain't black. Yeah. And then I went, to, I went to college, went to Stony Brook, and I was way more black. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, it yeah. Was like yeah. All white yeah. community. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah. wow, my black is running real deep yeah. right now. Yeah. But it's the Caribbean, African American thing, right? Yeah. Like, because. I'll be honest, Caribbeans are mad racist, fam. Yeah, yeah, we're, I, yeah, we're lazy. I, I don't know. I, my grandma, <laughs> my grandmother, super racist. I need some education. Racist. I think humans overall, mm -hmm. if you're not taking a stance on being anti-racist, mm -hmm. you are racist. Yeah. yeah, and we discern or we like to categorize and place. That's just how we work as humans. Yeah. Yeah. Like we put things in order. Yes. And the eyes is one of the yeah. strongest organs we got. So we go from light to dark or dark to light, however yeah. you want to carve it up. But yeah. you, we definitely see difference. If, if the world was 
if we all look the same, but we all had different noses, we would classify ourselves by the noses. Yes, yes, you know what I mean. So, so you know, like I said, when I came here, it was like regular black, and I was like, you mean like W. B. Du Bois regular black? You mean like Martin Luther King regular black? Like that's regular. And and so again, we're lazy, but then you'd be like, yo, we. We built this shit. African Americans literally built this country. So why should we leave and go over there? When why we get, yeah. are we yeah, leaving the very thing we helped to construct so that we can go somewhere else and then be looked at as less than? Which is a place which is foreign to us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ideally foreign to everybody because yeah. this land wasn't occupied. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it actually was occupied, but I mean, as far as the modern day world that we know it. I, I, uh, I, I am, I'm, I, I'm okay with visiting places. I'm okay with you know, you having an appreciation, and this is what I said yesterday, is that I'm okay with the spirit of going back to Africa, right? Yeah, the yeah. idea of black is beautiful. I'm okay with the with the spirit of saying, you know what, we need to take pride in our motherland, in our native, uh, in, our, in our cultures that we are estranged from, right? Christi like when you look at, you know, Haiti and, and you know, you ever watch documentaries about voodoo, right? It's, it's the culmination of a lot of things, Christianity with African religions, mm -hmm. right? And so you get, they get demonized. Like when you watch, uh, a, a film, um, and you know Steven Seagal, and you know he's fighting these voodoo priestesses. They cutting chicken, uh, ch chicken, and the blood is falling over. They were they were Jamaicans, but they made us voodoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but it but it's always movie. in this negative connotation. I almost feel like it's just too much for human beings, for people in general. To, I feel like culture is too layered for human beings to even deal with it. Like, it's too much for us to be like, I'm an offshoot of this, and then yeah, an offshoot of all, that. It's all story. Yeah. That's, that's what human is. They just want to be like, what are you? It's a of stories, yeah. But I don't think, I never understood why it mattered, right? Yeah. Because, why it matters? Yeah, why does it I have matter? a theory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious. My, my theory is this. Um, unfortunately for white people, they are the dodo birds of... <laughs> they, they, no, listen, listen. They are, you got. Unfortunately, you guys are the dodo birds of uh, you guys. <laughs> they are like they are. They know that they're going to go extinct. I mean, that's a that's a stat. Like, it's yeah. just it just is. You as long as you are uh, having babies with other races, yeah. you are no longer white. And I think that there is a, a desire to want to protect whiteness because it eventually will become extinct. And that desire, that desire is growing yeah, but exponentially. That's, but that's wild because like everybody's gonna die. Yeah, like it don't. You not yeah, but, know but, what's extinct and not extinct in about fifty. But, 60 but years. everyone's concerned about legacy, right? I mean, I don't know about everybody. I could care you don't, less you don't, about that shit. You don't, you don't care. About, you, don't, you don't want to leave your kid something. Leave him. I want to leave him with the sense of self. Yeah. With the tools to navigate this experience yeah. that is extremely limited you, and temporary. How, how old is your son? He's seven. Are you gonna teach him about like you know how to survive a uh, a police encounter? Yeah. So we we, we recently started because he was out of school for spring break mm -hmm. and it was Martin Luther King Day, and he wanted to know why he wasn't going to school. And yeah. I had to explain to him who Martin Luther King was, which went down to segregation and then slavery and then the whole thing. But like, I, the way I communicate with him is, it's all capitalism. It's all about money, right? And you wanted to see the bigger picture. The bigger picture. Yeah. It's all about the bigger picture because yeah. the nuances is changing day by day. Yes, faster, yes. Hour by hour yeah. these days, you know? So it's like to give him something so temporary that's not going to be beneficial to him for me makes me 
it gives me anxiety, right? Because I think about it often. Like, what do I leave him? What do I tell him? How do I, like, feel okay? Because I'm going to die, fam. Yeah. I know this for And just fact. discussing racism and all that with That's... him is just the first layer. How do you yeah. talk about blackness right. to your kids? You know what? Uh, I handle it in the incorrect way. In particular, in, in particular with London, because she's biracial. And I used to be like, hey, man, you black. You know what I'm saying? I, I need you to start saying, I'm just going to reveal some things to you. I, I need you to start saying, you can say nigga, first of all. You know what I'm saying? I don't care what your mama say. Shout out to London, but she stole my beats, my headphones. I'll never forget that. She stole my beats. She lost like a month later. I used to handle it a little aggressively and be like, you're black. And, da -da 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 -da. and then, you know, through other interactions with other biracial people, I started to become more sensitive to it. Like, wow, they're in a world where they're like, what am I? Right? I'm not black enough for black people. You got black people who ain't black enough for black people. And then I'm not, not, not you. You don't feel like that? Well, you're different though, bro. Speak to it. Speak to it. I will, if, if anybody can speak to this, you can. My mother is Italian. My father's Nigerian. Um, I'm black. The end. That's how I feel too. But, but where, where, where did you gain? How did you get? How did you crystallize that black thing in your mind? Today? No one's, I've never lived the life of a white man for even a minute. Yeah. Uh, no one's ever looked at me and say, hey, Caucasian brother. Like, you're black. You remember the first time you felt like you were black? I just knew I was. Mm. I, I, I wasn't like a moment in time. Now, do you think that... Okay, let's stay with that. I grew up in the projects. Around <laughs> oh, dope dealing in, in Detroit. Dope dealing, killing, all stuff like that. I decided to be the nerd that I am, that you say that I'm not. My brother decided to be a street dude. And I, I thought the same way Sam thought. I was like, no one ever had to tell me not to sell dope or not to do this or not to do that. I just was like that. My brother is the complete opposite. Do you think that's a learned thing? That's an automatic thing? Some people are just special like that? Or like with him, he just... Is, is what's special? Just knowing what you are or what you should do instantaneously without being like, taught. Like, did he have a higher self of consciousness than most people? Exactly. Did he have a higher self of... Well, I, I think that's for him to speak to because I don't know how he grew up. I mean, I didn't grow up in an American household. Like, my mother came to America when she was 18. My father came to America when he was like 22 yeah. or whatever. So I'm American, yes, but like inside of my household is not... Like, I don't... There's a lot of like culturally black American things that I'm like, with like chitlins and all that. Like, I don't fuck that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or even white things like white people eat meatloaf. Like uh, we're not eating that in my house. So there's like a lot of white culture stuff and black culture stuff that I just was foreign to me because I, my household was not American. Yeah. Even though I was, but yet and still you gravitated towards the black side 100. Without even question. Is that because you went to black schools? Yeah, it's pretty evident. You're not white. That's that's yeah. this, that's that. Well, I didn't hear what he said. He said he, feel, he feels like in this country you don't have a choice, yeah. and that's the way I would talk to my daughter. You know, and I, I backed up off of that because I was like, I don't want her to feel like I'm yanking her my way. There's so many times that like people ask me what I am, and I'm like, oh, I'm half half Italian, half Nigerian. And they're like, oh, you're Nigerian. <laughs> they're like, let, let me solve it for you. There you go. <laughs> um, so is it time too though? Like no. Sh a little bit older, so the environment was more polarized. O'Neal's old. And he don't really have a race. Like, yeah. I was speaking to him about hate and people being treated a certain way because of their skin color, and I could see that his processor was not understood. Like, his shit was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Can I also say, though, too, the shows that kids are watching now are very different than the shows 100%. that we grew up. Sesame Street, you'd be like, this shit look like kind of like the projects, bro. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm now you're watching, like the way that kids talk now, 
It's like they all have this universal language. Like kids have a smart yes. ass mouth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And like they yes. learn that shit from, you know, yes. like they're like they learn to question things before they before their age to question things like why why, why am I doing that? Yeah, I mean and it's like social media has them <laughs> the example that I use is social media has them they're very knowledgeable because they can just look anything the fuck up. They can just look it up. They but they haven't walked in our shoes, they haven't experienced it, yeah. but they know. But a lot, they, of they, the, they, a lot of their perspective is untainted. Yes. And I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. They have the information. Mm, I, I, I think th this little kid. I mean, uh, I'm speaking very biasedly. So. Yeah, but this this little kid, uh, he was on the Good Morning America show, and he was like a 13 years old, like going to college. Yeah, yeah. And he was, black kid, right? Yeah, a little yeah, black yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they showed his parents. Now, I argue that. Just ah. <laughs> not his parents. Here we I, go. Well, I argue his parents look like they're 70, right? So like both of them look old. So I feel like. If you look look at the time difference, I feel like he came out fourteen. You know what I'm saying? Because his parents like they both look like Frederick Douglass. Like, you know. That's the shit they wouldn't address on the right. I was like, man, he had old sperm. He was raised by uh, grandparents. He but when he was talking, like they were asking him questions, and then they brought Neil deGrasse Tyson on because the kid wanted to be an astrophysicist, and he was talking to uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. And they were, you know, just, he was like, oh, you know, what do you want to be? He's like, I want to be astrophysicist. He's like, you know what? I, I actually disproved the Big Bang Theory. Um, I thought about that if matter can, and he was talking, I was like, yo, he has no idea. Like, he should shut up. Like, his parents, they told him shit. Like, like you're doing too much, bro. Like, he's in college now. Like, can you imagine, like, me and, him, me and you being in the class with him and him talking like that? Like, you would take him to Omar's. <laughs> I'm like, come on, little nigga, you need to go to strip club. Right. You need to be working Hennessy. too long. Go to strip club with me. No, listen. I, but wait, but, but wait, I, wait, last thing. I brought this up to say, it's interesting to hear your perspective because I grew up in a very, very black household, but I also had like weird, interesting experiences. My first friend um, is and was um, a white kid and I would go to his house. And I remember the first time I thought about blackness being something different um, because, you know, we, he had a pool in the backyard and when I got out of the pool, I was dry and I wanted to put grease in my hair. Yeah. And I ran, his sister was like, oh, you know, come. And they went to their bathroom and they were putting the stuff in my hair, moose, and it wasn't doing nothing in my hair. Yeah. And I was like, what? I was like, why isn't it working? Yeah. And they're like, oh, you have, you know, I don't, I don't think they said nothing like nappy hair, kinky hair, yeah, yeah. but they would say this is something. Did they, have, did they have unlimited juice in the refrigerator too? <laughs> what, All the snacks. What the fuck is juice? <laughs> uh, drink. That's um, when I realized I was black when I. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, but that's why comedy is always so funny is like, we, there were these little small distinctions that were made when I was like, so my mom, she definitely cooks chitlins, right? Yeah. I remember when, when we took my white friend to our black church, yeah. right? And I remember him being like, well, why am I dressing up? Like, why am I putting on, you know, these, these formal clothes? Yeah. We had a little butterfly collar. He had to wear, you know, a little sweater. Yeah. And I, like, so those things happen. And so I, the reason why I asked you about, like, how do you introduce blackness is because I, I, I completely agree with you that this shit is not always going to last. Like the way in which we view race right now, I mean, it's a temporal thing. So I can I can really appreciate somebody being like, you know what, I, I I'm actually preparing my son for a world that I'm not gonna live. I'm in. I'm not gonna be, be here. Yeah, for so sure. you're saying all, what's going on currently right now, the way we grew up, and what's going on currently right now, the dodo birds that are fighting to preserve the race and things of that nature. You're just saying that this is just a losing battle. Yeah, and, 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 this, and these are the last remnants of to, that. To the white people out there, you could pick another uh, dying, extinct danger on the list. I just happen to think of Dodo Bird. <laughs> this has been amazing, man. Um, is this your wrapping up speech? Yes, my wrapping up speech. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this has been amazing. Uh, it's been an amazing New York edition of Three Black Guys on the Couch. Uh, can, 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 I, can I pick one embarrassing story? From, oh, me? Yeah. No, 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 no. Can I tell them about the van that you had? When you bought you, can tell, you can tell them about the singing thing. 
The second thing? The singing thing. The, the Lion King. N- <laughs> Tell, hurry up, we're wrapping up. Lion right, really King quick, really quick story. So, <laughs> O'Neal and I, um, we were both aspiring actors. Um, and so, we went to go. This story better be funny, nigga. Listen, we All went right. to uh, Lion King. They were doing like the traveling uh, Lion King show. This is when Lion King first came out. And they were like, oh, we're going to. First came out. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm just backing you up first. <laughs> and so he auditioned for Simba. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> so we were like, "Yo, let's be a part of it. Like, let's do it. Like, we're like, we'll we'll go and we'll try out and like, you know, you know, you'll be Scar. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, I ain't say no shit like that. Right. Nigga, nigga, you gonna be Scar? All right. And so anyway, in the in the instructions that we read, um, it was like you had to have singing music, right? And so we went to the uh, we went to the music store. We bought records. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got Aladdin, like a whole new world. He bought Whitney Houston. <laughs> O'Neal bought Whitney Houston. Uh, was the greatest love of greatest all. Love of all. The greatest love of all. So now, mind you, neither one of us have any sort of singing background. None. Right. So we get into the room, and and so Wait, hold on. Wait, where is this? This in is Detroit. In, in Detroit. Detroit. We, we, drove, we drove to Detroit from Michigan State. Now, here's the thing. They said we had to sing like 16, 16 bar, bars, 16 bars of music, and I now I was in I was in band earlier, um, you know, like in high school. So I was like, oh, 16 bars, that's just the measure, like a four-four count, like one, two, three, one. And I was like, that's one bar. I know what that shit was. I thought it was. <laughs> I thought that's what a, a bar was. So anyway, we get in there right, and me and O'Neal are the very first one. If the auditions are at eight. We're there at 6 a.m. <laughs> and all the people started lining up behind us, right? So we're the first ones in like, I'm O'Neal's uh, first and I'm second, right? So he goes- And it's packed, it's packed out there. People are doing shit in, people are doing this shit warming up their scales. Me, 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 O'Neal are like, what the fuck is they doing? Like, what? We just going insane. These are people that are like they major in musical theater. That's what their thing is. Me and O'Neal just like, nigga, you gonna be simple. I'm gonna be Mufasa, right? Maybe one, we be the hyenas, whatever. So O'Neal goes in there, and I could, we could all hear because that's when it got quiet. I didn't know this. I know They went in from doing the scales and being like, shh. And you can hear O'Neal being like, okay, I'm gonna sing from the top. Take, <laughs> take, take, look at this, this voice. Like, everybody's like, um, I'll be singing on this. All right, okay, start. Oh, I'll take it from the top. <laughs> start, start that shit from, start that shit from right the first thing. And then it was like, and then he was like, sing up to there. Sing up to there. Pointing. Like, sing up to right there. So they was, the guy starts playing. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. So, I believe the children are the few. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. Teach them a sense of pride. He, he literally coming did the coming to America first. <laughs> Bro, everybody. Everybody that be you know, Give them a sense of pride. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, he came outside and only was like, oh, my, my stop, my I think, again, I ain't know nobody out there the heard. Ego he, of said, O'Neal. he said, everybody stop. No, 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 no. That's not what I told you at first. At first, I was, he was like, you gotta kill that shit. I was like, Bro, we get back in this car. He was like, no, 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 no. Tell me what I said when I came out. I was embarrassed. But I didn't know everybody heard it. I came out. I was like, hey, they want y'all to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was like, hey, hey, I sang too long in there. So that's not 16 bars. So know what 16 bars is, y'all. <laughs> I walked out. 
bro. I told him the story. He's like, shut the fuck up. He's like, bro, they can hear me. I was like, nigga. He was like, we got in the car. He was like, nigga, everybody heard you. You sounded terrible. And then you did the coming to America part. So that's just one of our stories. Like, literally, bro, one of the funniest shits ever. Us thinking we was going to be on Lion King. Thanks for having me on Three black guys on the couch. Like and subscribe, please. Thank you very much. Hey, nigga, that.